you want to save time and learn how to invest in real estate faster, go to InvestorThrive.com to master the sales process from our training so you can close more deals with less leads, even if you're only doing this part-time. Or if you don't know where to start and need help, give me a call at 385-398-9862 and let's chat. All right. What's going on, Jesse? How are you? What's going on, Nathan? Good to see you. Dude, it's good to see you. Hey, man, uh, it is an honor and a pleasure to have you on the Investor Thrive Painless Wholesaling Podcast. Thanks for coming and giving me the opportunity, bro. Dude, it's it's great to see you and talk to you again. It's it's been a minute. I still remember. It felt like just the other day when I first met you. Was that about a year ago or so? Bro, it was it was a while ago. What, dude? I think it was at the beginning of the year because I went down there, dude. You you've honestly had a pivotal like influence on my life, right? And we talked for what, dude? Like 20, 30 minutes, or you know. And but you you really helped me out. And let me kind of tell you why. You might not know, but let's let's get into this. So when I sat down with you and you were like, you know, telling me about what you did and what you started, you know, after we talked a little bit, you introduced me to Kyle, you know, the affiliate guy. You know, yep. I started working with Kyle, and you know, just. I've been working doing the batch thing, you know, cause I love batch. I already use it, dude. So appreciate you. Uh, Thank really, you very much. Yeah. <laughs> great service. So you just put me in contact with a bunch of people who have helped me grow. So first of all, thank you. All right. Absolutely. I'm glad to, I'm glad to help in a small way, but you know, I just made some connections. You're the one that's putting the work in. So, you know, congratulations to you and all your yeah. success. Thank you, man. And it, it is kind of crazy. Tell, tell me how you, Life is interesting how you can just make a connection, you know, like for like maybe a 15, 20, 30 minute combo and it can just have such a big impact. Isn't that crazy? The world works in mysterious ways, my friend. It's it's wild. And I've had those happen for me as well as talking to someone one time is a lot of people give you different advice. It's just who gives it to you at the right time or it lands the right way to make you go make those decisions or those those impacts that you're working on or it's 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 really weird how it works. It's just it's kind of crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And that's kind of what we're here to talk to you about today, Jesse, is about your journey and maybe some of the impacts other people have had in your life to get you to where where you're at right now. Cause I I'm very interested. So you are just for people that don't know Jesse, you know, he's you know running batch batch leads, which is a great company. And, um, you know, maybe a lot of people don't know the man behind the great product, right? So that's why I'm bringing you on here. Let the world know. So for Jesse, uh, for people that might not know who you are, can you give us a kind of an intro to a little bit about yourself? So you, in your own words? Yeah. I'm the CEO of, of batch service. Uh, I was an active real estate investor until about two years ago for the simple fact that we went all in on supporting the community and building this product. It was really hard to run a bunch of different companies, but yeah, I've been, I was a full-time real estate investor, wholesaler, flipper, buy and holds from 2014 till, you know, about 2020. And then we shut down actively real estate investing so we could focus on servicing the community of you guys and and making sure that we're giving the product and growing the product to where y'all could have success. So it's just, it's been a pretty wild journey for sure. Dude, I bet. So did you have any experience in running a software company before getting into batch? No, I never intended to build a software company. We were just trying to solve problems yeah. inside our businesses. So my partners, Annie and Evo, mm-hmm. they had their own wholesale company. I had my own and we met at a mastermind and we just started helping each other on the business. And then Evo's like, hey man, I found these really good skip tracing numbers or, you know, I, I found a new product that I'm trying to sell or, you know, do you want to use it? And I was like, sure, mm-hmm. I'll try it. And then I was like, dang, this is really good. I think I have some people that could 
that could use it too. And then it just slowly turned into a business and then went from just selling, you know, skip tracing to creating the software and the products. And we truly had no clue what we're doing. It was, uh, really? wow. we had to learn a ton and we had to learn a ton fast. And it's just kind of been a rocket ship over the last, you know, four and a half years since we started this. And uh, luckily the three of us love to learn, love to read, uh, love to ask the right questions. And luckily we're able to hire a bunch of great people that helped us along the way because we, we truly didn't know what we're doing at first. Uh, and it was all trial and error at the beginning. Dude, I really, I really respect the fact that you're saying, Hey, in the beginning, like you didn't know what you're doing, you know, and, and it was trial and error. Cause you know, sometimes I think when people, they see businesses like yours, they're like, Oh man, this, they just figured, they just had it right. They just got it. They just rocketed, ship it from the beginning. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, luckily, uh, quickly we had some really good engineers and developers so we've always had a really solid product and a really good product it was learning how to service our clients and understanding all the different nuances that go into owning a software company and that was we got some mentoring we got some um, coaching programs and we also just learned a lot and uh, read a, like books are the key to everything i i love learning i love reading i love listening to audibles and Wow. That's really what's what's helped us is learning about different things. You know, I was like, I want to learn about customer success. And then there's a book called Never Lose a Customer Again. And that changed a lot of how I thought about things and did things. And it's awesome. There's so many resources. You just have to go out and find them and understand how to implement them. Wow, man. And and let me ask you this. How much of the success of the product and building it do you feel like came from you un being a real estate investor previously and understanding like the what real estate investors go through? A lot of it, definitely a lot of it, but that was us understanding. And now that we're not actively real estate investing, um, we lean on our customers and the coaches and the people like you that promote it is all we want is feedback and understanding what's working, what's not working, what's new to come. What, what can we build to, to service you guys to, at the end of the day, get more deals and yes. Yeah. We've always been focused on user feedback. That's, I mean, that's how great products grow. And that's, that's been our biggest thing is talking to people that are using it and people that are having, having success. And then also understanding the people that aren't having success, what tools and what things can we do to help them as well? Yeah. And I think it's your platform is really powerful and it even became more powerful with batch leads 3.0, right? You added the driving for dollars in there and previously the, I think it was batch driven. Wasn't that yeah. so? They were on different platforms, correct? Like a uh, batch driven. Right. So yes. What made you want to combine it? Was it just because you believed like it would be more accessible to people, not having those different products, or what? Yeah. What made you want to combine? To be honest with you, it's people are like, well, what one do I have? What should I use? Well, I want both, but I want this and that. Uh, it wasn't a great user experience, and all these people are in the batch ecosystem. And mm -hmm. how do we make a better product for a customer? And at the end of the day it was collapsing batch driven into batch leads. So you could get the best of both worlds. And financially, it, it may not have been short term, the best thing that we could do because we have revenue there. We're collapsing that right. in. We're doing all these different things. But at the end of the day, uh, we want to do what's best for our customers and for our users. And that is the best thing for them to have more success. And that's the route we, we decided to go. We we're kind of led by, mm -hmm. you know, how, how can we help the customer and how, how are they going to have a better experience inside our products? That's awesome. Okay. So it was a customer experience, which you've read the book. I think you said never lose a customer. So, you know, if they're tied to multiple things they use in one platform, right. Then maybe they're more likely to stay right. Then, um, you know, 
it, it's not even that it's it's people have two different logins two different billings it, it it didn't it wasn't a great experience for the batch ecosystem and um it's something we're working towards getting together uh even further in the future but at the end of the day it's just we we if it was the right thing to do and a lot of people were asking for it for a long time and as i said we listened to our customers and that's what they were asking for that's really cool. I mean, I'll be the first one to say, like, I I also struggled with that because I had batch leads and I was like, well, batch driven, is that, should I get that? So I think putting them together is, is just money. Um, but you, you did say there's a there could be a potential issue with transferring all the uh, existing customers from that platform to that. Um, well, I guess, what are you, if you want to share, what are you doing to make the transition easy from people that are on batch driven? No issues. It's just some people may just be like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't exactly how I wanted it. But for the majority, yeah. this is the best route to go. So okay. you're never going to be able to please every single person because I'm sure there's plenty of people that just wanted batch driven just for batch driven. But it was just over and over and over again is people wanted this to be inside batch leads. And, and that's what we had to do. Is it a plan in the future to combine dial batch dialer with the batch leads and just have all in one? Or is that is do you have to keep them separate for some reason? You'll see. That's all I could say. Oh, snap. <laughs> I'm diving deep because I like these are the questions I feel like people want to know. They want to know, you know, what's going down. And I love it. You guys are always innovating. And I, I think it's awesome. So I am curious. I think you said something about a mastermind. That's how you met the your business partners. Is that right? Yeah, uh, it's, it was called the Go Giver Mastermind. Brandon Simmons That's actually yeah. holds them. And he um, he was like Sean Terry's right hand man back in the days doing stuff on his own now but that's where i met brent uh like really met brent or really like really got to know like so it was all the biggest players in phoenix it was pace was there jameel was that? there brent was there <laughs> awesome. steve was there me Aiden, evo danny jared uh carlos reyes sal and there's some there's some big swingers it, it's just been really fun to see all the success all of us have had in different ways and I, I'm so grateful for for Brandon and and putting that together when he did. Now none of us attend it anymore. It kind of morphed into something different. But man, that was. Would you want to talk about pivotal points in uh, my journey and all of it, not just batch, but real estate investing and right. getting around the people that push me and the people that have huge goals that made me want to have huge goals and think so much bigger than I was thinking at the time. That was the room I got in that really changed my life for sure. Dude, and I'm sure Brandon feels extremely like happy, you know, that he's able to provide a platform or, or uh, an environment where people could do that. Brandon has had a, a giant impact in my life. So I'll just tell you my experience with Brandon. So me and my business partner at the time, I don't have a business partner now, but um, we started doing nationwide wholesaling, right? So we followed the the criteria, whatever they told us to do. We turned on pay, uh, nationwide pay-per-click, spent tons of money and we couldn't sell our deals because we were getting leads in the middle of nowhere. So we right. just, I, I tell people this, we went like 50, 60 K in debt, but we we're like, Hey, it's, we think it'll work. And, uh, we went to Brandon cause we heard Sean Terry at the time, like he was doing nationwide pay-per-click. So, um, we're like, maybe we're just doing it wrong. So we, we reached out, got in touch with Brandon before we talked to Sean and we're like, dude, we're in mad debt. Like I'm not an idiot. I just don't think there's, there's something we're doing wrong and we just need help. So Brandon, we joined the six figure syndicate with Sean, but Brandon personally coached me and my business partner without asking for a dime to help wow. me out. He was just like, Hey, I'll help you guys out. Once you guys get out, you can get me back. So he helped me. I got, we got out of debt within like two months. We did wow. like a giant big deal from what he showed us. And now we're, we're, you know, we were flying ever since. 
And, um, you know, obviously there's Rocky stuff. The market's kind of funky right now, but, um, but yeah, dude, Brandon had a huge impact and it's crazy how he had impact in your life and my life. And look, I even think we might have been, no, actually Steve Trang told me to reach out to you, but still like, it's, it's crazy how it's all connected. Right. Right. It's It's wild. But Steve was through Brandon as well. And that's how I built the relationship with Steve to then have you come on the show and tell you to reach out to me. Cause I mean, a lot of stuff stems from, for Brandon, for sure. Well, dude, Brandon, if you're watching this, thanks brother. (laughs) So let me ask you, um, are you planning on doing, I guess, what's the extra strategy? I'm curious. Are you wanting to just build batch forever or is, do you want to sell it or do you have an idea of what you're trying to do? Honestly, uh, right now we have plans to continue to build it and we have roadmap three years, you know, out of what we want to do, but I, I don't have truly one way or the other. I have, I, I just want to continue to do what we're doing. And if someone comes and presents an opportunity to buy us for something that we think is fair, it's something we'd be open to, but it's, it's not, the goal is not, this is what we're going to go sell for. This is what we're going to go do. Like our goals are just keep building a badass product that people want to use. Like that's the focus, you know, you have to be prepared to sell. So you have to be buttoned up. The best thing about, you know, having to be prepared is you have to have a lot of stuff in place, but all those things in place actually make your business stronger. So it's nice to understand the things that need to do to be acquired. Uh, but all those things that need to be done, uh, strengthen your business and strengthen, uh, ways for you to make sure that you're, you know, giving the best service to your customers. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. So we talked about growing your company and hiring is a huge part to growing, um, a business that can scale and can grow. How has your experience been with hiring? Were you just good at hiring from the get-go or did you hire some people that maybe was a bad decision? How, how was the hiring process as you've grown this? I mean, that's actually probably one of the biggest mistakes we made was not as we were really trying to grow. We, I mean, we didn't understand the importance of HR or of like, we never had no concept because in wholesaling or real estate investing, no one has a recruiting manager or someone that's recruiting for them. So we were very late to that show to where it would take all of us time as owners to like put out these ads and interview people or friends of friends and all these different things is um, we were a little late to hire our first HR person to really help, you know, HR isn't just there for HR. They're there. They also do payroll. They, They do all these different functions to where making sure people are getting the things inside your operation that they need. And then soon after getting our first, uh, recruiter was, was a huge deal for us. And that, and now we have five or six. Did you say five or six recruiters? Correct. Oh my gosh. That's wild. So their job is just to find good talent. Right. Exactly. That's like, awesome. listen to, listen to think of, I mean, like Facebook and those Google have like thousands of recruiters. I have a handful. So wow. that's how companies grow is you need talent and you need to have people outreaching. And it's, it's not just putting something on Indeed and waiting for someone. People are actively sourcing different places and areas to try and recruit people and talent to come work for you. Yeah. So that kind of makes me think about, I, I went to Arizona last week and I saw you at Batch. Well, you, you weren't there. I hope you're feeling better. You, you yeah, are I'm good. Better? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. So, but I went there and my brother-in-law also lives, uh, sorry, my cousin lives in, in AZ and he was telling me that for hiring, he works for Microsoft and he does uh, tech 
sales. He like works for the government and, and all that stuff. But he says like with hiring, if you just like submit like an Indeed application, like they don't even care. It's mainly like recruiters, headhunters. And if you knew, know someone, but they also don't want to bring someone that could give them a bad rap, right? So they're only like really getting the best people because the recruiter, like if a recruiter is just bringing in like terrible people they're probably going to fire the recruiter right right no i mean uh each department has different criterias and their screenings and i mean it's it's wild how much goes into into you know bringing on talent and making sure that they're a culture fit and all those things you don't want to bring someone on that's not going to be a fit they're not going to be happy you're not going to be happy and well there's um, a cost to it right like you you actually spend a lot of money hiring the wrong person right absolutely and at the end of the day you, you know you want to have a great culture and you want to make sure that they're going to fit into that and be a right fit as well. So there's, there's a ton that goes into it. And we've made a, a ton of mistakes on, you know, hiring people, the wrong people. We've hired um, a lot of right people as well, but when you hire wrong, it hurts. So a lot of people are quick to hire. I'd say that should be like your most stringent process. Uh, even if you're small, it's even more important because someone could set you back or, or really uh, drive revenue down if, if they're not the right person in that role. Dang. Yes. And the recruiters that you have, do they have a specific department they're recruiting for, or is it, they just recruit for all is that what you're saying? No, it's it's specific that different people are recruiting for different things. Okay. So tell me, I think when we met uh, last time at your office, you talked about OKRs and I've read the book OKRs. Um, I have a couple books on it. How much has OKRs impacted your business? Uh, so OKRs for you guys that don't know, it's called objectives and key results. It's a way to, to track goals for each quarter, each year, so on and so forth. And uh, I mean, I... I passionately spoke to you about that on the importance of it so showed me it brother I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's it literally changed our business changed how the whole entire organization worked because it aligns you from the ceo all the way down to you know every single person with every different type of task because everyone has we have a overarching goal and everyone has to be clicking and doing their part to make sure that we get there and it's it's a great way to have the organization understand you know why you're important and what you're working on and, and understanding what we're working towards. And it, it really aligns the team from uh, the bottom up and the top down. Yeah. And you know, I'll be real. I've read the OKR book and my mind is almost uh, is it's like blown. Cause I'm like, man, it's so simple. Right. But it's like, how do, and it must be for me, I feel like in your position to be extremely difficult to, line like the very top to like you said have everyone line in and see how they integrate and work together has that been difficult to try and line get everyone aligned in the same i guess in the okr system well it's it's a full week and a half of meetings and you have the executive team that's uh talking with the man it, so it's just layer by layer everyone being on the same page um it's not perfect and i don't think anyone does it perfectly, but uh, you're continually learning and changing and, and doing things to, to make sure that we could better align the company as a whole. But honestly, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's not that hard, but it's, it's actually the hardest thing because there's so much planning that goes in. You have to have a lot of numbers and a lot of data to make these decisions and to be able to track and uh, measure mm -hmm. uh, to make sure people are doing so you have to really write your objectives in a way that are measurable. Even if it's not a super measurable thing, you have to be able to measure it because you have to track it and you have to be able to score it at the end of the quarter. Right. And that's, that's the key. Like it is, is it measurable, right? If you can't measure it, then it's not really a, um, an object. I guess you can't really plan it out. Right. If there's, exactly. 
which is a, uh, which <laughs> I think all of us have always, you know, at least me, I've set goals in my life and it's like not even measurable at all, <laughs> you know, but this is, tr I'm assuming it's trained your brain to be like, look at things like, Hey, you know, the right way to scale out and grow. But you could use it for your personal life too, which is great. Yeah. And do you, do you also use the, what, what's the platform? I can't remember. Um, it's a software that they have for OKRs. Do you remember what it's called? It's called Ally is what we Ally. use. Uh, I think Microsoft just actually bought them. Yeah. So Ally, that's money. I mean, I looked into it because I was getting into the OKRs as well, you know, but in the wholesaling business, it's probably not as prevalent as in, you know, a software company, right? I mean, there's a lot more teams and stuff. I disagree. You could have a startup with three people. I, I still think OKRs are just as important uh, for, for anything. So I'm not going to let you off the hook here. I, I think you should do them. And um, they are <laughs> no, no, because it's just like, okay, let's start with your objective, right? Your objective mm -hmm. is to make X amount of revenue this quarter, right? Who's responsible for what? And how do you get there? And how do you plan that out? Like, how is that any different than what I'm doing? You're right. I mean, you're right. Don't let me off the hook, man. I'm about to go get that sign up for Ally right now. <laughs> You got an affiliate link for them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's all these different ways to do it. Um, and it's not super expensive. I, as I said, it, it just depends. But I mean, yeah, I, I think it's it's worth doing. But it takes, it took us about a year to even get it reasonably decent. It was tough. It's hard because yeah. you have to think differently. But like, let's, let's, let's use wholesaling, for example, right? Right. I want to do 100K in revenue. Let's just make it easy for the quarter. So okay. that's what, $33,000 a month. Mm -hmm. So then you have to think about, okay, how many leads do I have to get? So you have to know your numbers, right? You have to know your numbers to do this. How many leads do I have to generate? You know, what's the average cost per contract for each acquisition rep? Uh, what's my dispo rate, success rate of, of selling them? Mm -hmm. And you're kind of reverse engineering, then who's responsible for what? So let's say the marketing person, or that could be yourself. You could have a bunch of these roles, but you still have to have these roles. Is, right. Okay, how many leads am I responsible for getting uh, each different lead source? How many leads do I need to get? What's my budget? There's all these different things. And then just knowing your closing numbers for each different marketing source, and then your close rate on Dispo, it, it shouldn't be very hard. And the thing is, if you exceed or miss that goal, you're able to go look at the prior quarter and make decisions and look at data and how do I improve that? Or where did we miss it? Did we miss it on the leads? Does it take a lot more deal or a lot more leads to get a contract? Does it take more contracts to sell to close? So on and so forth. It's almost a tool to to track what you're doing, how you're doing it. And right. You actually have to look and dive into the numbers. Well, it's really cool because it makes things predictable, right? Like it, instead of exactly. just like, hey, let's make it 100 calls today and let's cross our fingers that we'll get a deal. If you if you break it down, like you're saying, you say, okay, hey, look, you're, you're responsible marketing guy for generating 20 leads a day, for example. If he right. generates two, then that kind of slows down the, that's no one's going to hit their goal. Right. And I'm right. assuming you have the same thing. It's like, Hey, recruiter, if you don't recruit like two people this month or this quarter, like we're probably not going to, you know, hit, it's not, it's going to affect everyone else. Right. Exactly. That's exactly. awesome. And I love it. I think that's, I think that's absolutely amazing to be able to, you know, look at life as like, let's reverse engineer this stuff. Right. And that's actually exactly. what I teach now. It's called reverse wholesaling. My last name's pain. So I call it painless wholesaling. Cause I say the traditional way of wholesaling is very painful, you know, just right. trying, to, trying to get a deal and just find a buyer. So I say, Hey, get a buyer, especially with the market shift, get, find buyers that are actively 100%. buying and just go find them what they want. And I love batch for that because, you know, I'll call my buyer, Nate Worthen, for example, I'll say, yeah, Hey Nate, where are you buying right now? And he'll say, look, Nate, uh, 
me to say, hey, I'm buying in Indian Hills neighborhood, for example, three twos. So I'll go with Batch, you know, search Indian Hills neighborhood, three twos, you know, under 500,000. And I'll pull that list. And right there, I have a great idea. If I find a motivated seller or a deal, I already have a buyer there. I don't have to right. blast this thing out, worry. And and I think that's kind of the play right now for me, at least, is let's be a sniper instead of like a shotgun approach with the market, the way it's shifting. I mean, that's, I literally was on a podcast an hour ago and I literally, he said someone getting started. I was like, go find your buyers first and then go look for what they want because yeah. now you have property sold. You're, there's no point to go get something under contract and you don't have anyone to sell it to. You just did all this hard work for no reason whatsoever. Yes. Yeah. Makes no sense. We're on the same page. I've been, I'm preaching that like from the, because what's happened over the last two years is property value skyrocketed, inventory was low. So anybody could get something and sell. But now we're going back to the old ways where it's like, you need like your 10 to 15 solid guys where you can just make some calls and get a deal done. And that that's what I'm doing. And it's working great. But I think some people just don't really know about this method, even though this is like the original way to wholesale, right? Yeah. I mean, I went to a Kent Clothier thing in 2014, 13. It, I mean, that's what he preaches to yeah. reverse wholesale. Like yeah. that's what you should be doing. And I mean, once you get to a point and you have a big list, but like as your point being right now, we're in a different market. Like what worked yesterday doesn't work today. And, and if you're going to own a business and truly be a business owner, I love it when, you know, these people that have been making money for the last few years and just got into it, start complaining. And I'm like, yeah, but you're a business owner. You have to pivot. You don't yeah. think that I'm having to pivot due to this market and we're mm -hmm. having to build things to make differently to make sure that you guys are having success. You know, the, the strong are going to survive over the next year or two. And you're going to have to look at things differently. Uh, you may not be making as much as you did last year or the year before, but that doesn't mean you're actually doing a bad job. It means you're in a different market condition and you have to adjust to it and adjust your expectations. You can't, not every company, uh, including big ones, are always going to hockey stick up. There's going to be bad quarters or it could be a bad year. Yes. It doesn't mean that you're doing a bad job, but That's don't use that for an excuse either. I'm not saying, you yeah, know, sure. but I'm saying don't be so hard on yourself that just because what it was, but make sure that you build those systems and processes when the market shifts back to to be more advantageous for you to have success now you could rocket ship back up and, and start really growing that business again but you have to lean out you have to do that sometimes yeah and, and exactly that was my pivot was you know larger larger marketing budget a bunch of reps and said hey let's lean out let's let's target specific areas for specific buyers that i'm cool with and mm -hmm. you know that's going to be able to help you you know maintain maybe as you could say maybe a rocky we'll see what happens right if interest rates keep going up but i wouldn't even say rocky i just say it's different like you different. don't don't say it's bad don't say it's good there's still deals to be made you're still making more money than you've ever made in your life and, and figure out how to keep that ball rolling it's just different and when the market's different you're just making different money don't look at bad or good or more or less look at our our like, are you doing better than others? Are, are you like, everyone's going through it together. What type of mindset are you going to have? Are you going to look at it as class half, half empty or half full? And you better figure out a way or understand that if, if you're having this negative mindset or attitude, a lot of other people are having it. So why don't you shift that, change it? That makes it more of opportunities. More people are quitting or, or yeah. changing their budget or saying, I can't do this. That's giving you more opportunity and you have to look at, especially as an entrepreneur, you, you have to always be your greatest cheerleader and you have to be positive or else it could get really tough. It could get really lonely too. Yeah.
And I, I, I totally, I respect exactly what you just said. I agree with you hundred percent. And, and you look at it as opportunity. And I do believe that right now is going to probably be one of the greatest opportunities as sellers. I know, cause I'm on the phone with them are extremely motivated right now. <laughs> They're extremely motivated, which is, you know, we're, we're here to help them. That's what we do, right? We help mm-hmm. them present options and help them um, sell their homes. So let me ask you, as we talk about mindset, how has your mindset changed from when you first started even getting into wholesale, like maybe when you were younger to where it is now, like I, I, I just looking at you, I'm like, dude, I don't think anything can phase my boy right here. Jesse, he's got a strong mind. So did, did, did you always have a strong mindset or did it develop over time? I, I've always been very competitive, but I think really understanding collaboration over competition is don't be out for just yourself. Uh, how can you help and impact others? don't always what's in it for me. Uh, Once I learned that just having that abundance mindset really changed my outlook on and and if someone doesn't have that, then you don't have to work with them. But like I try and go in and and look at everyone in a positive light, see I could help them now I'll identify quickly if someone's trying to take advantage of me or my time and and isn't reciprocating because you know, go givers one of my favorite books, Uh, you're supposed to give but you're also supposed to take as well. Like you're you're able to ask and and get help too. And people that are just takers, you know, I cut them out. Uh, I want people that have huge ambitious goals. I want people that um, are complete givers. uh, And and those are the people that I'm around. So it's uh, it's really the the people that I put myself around. Speaking back to you know the Brandon Simmons mastermind mm-hmm. that we were talking about is those are all incredible people that really change uh, kind of the outlook of how I think and how I set goals and and how ambitious. Because like when I'm like, man, if you're around a bunch of people that aren't doing much with themselves and you're the big dog, they're all going to be looking up to you. But when you go right. in there and you see someone outworking you and doing all these great things and having all these huge uh, goals it makes you want to be better and it makes you guys want to help each other how can i help you get there how can you help me what can we do together for us to get there faster and that's when i really shifted my mindset and stopped worrying about what's best for jesse and what's best for everyone and how do we do this together and and how do we help each other grow because it's just been incredible to the journey that i've been able to have and i couldn't say how thankful i am for all those guys in that room wow that's powerful brother that's powerful. And I feel like the people can feel it that are watching and will watch this because this this is it, man. Like I uh, as I've been leveling up in my that's what I say. I'm leveling up. Right. It's amazing to see the amount of people that I've been able to surround myself with that are, I guess, more successful or higher up. They're just so much. Well, they're just kinder, not kinder. So but let me let me on. stop you there for a second. Don't don't look at someone like that. Mm-hmm. They're just further along in their journey or they're a few chapters ahead of you. Don't say they're more successful. Don't say that they're leveled up past you. No, they're just, they're in a different place in their journey. My friend, you're just, you're a few chapters behind. Don't, don't discredit all your hard work and what you've been doing. Thank you. And I, you know, sometimes I need that. I need that. Cause sometimes I look at you or other people and I'm like, man, you know, like you said, they're, they're above it. But when I get in the room with you guys, it's like, there's so much, uh, like, you can just feel the go-giver mentality from people that are success. Well, then in a different chapter, right? And it's amazing because I, I'm a part of some other masterminds and we, we, with what you could say is people that are further along. And it's it's just crazy, like how willing they are to help you. Like we met for maybe like 15, 30 minutes and I just felt like, hey, you have my best interest in mind, right? You wanted to help me. You might never even see me again, but I felt 
like that that time that you gave me was you know you gave it your all right my guess my perception of people like that in the past was like oh they don't have time for me they don't care about me but it's it it doesn't seem to be like that as you you know you meet people that are further along they want to give back but at the same time you've given back to us and to me by helping with batch and promoting us and and giving and doing a video for our channel every single week if i didn't give to you with expecting nothing in return would you have done the same for us um I mean, probably not. Right. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. And and then you gave back to us because you're like, I'm thankful for what they've given. And it's just a great snowball effect that happens. And right. think about this for you, too, is like you're thinking of the people that are further along in their journey. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee how many people have you helped that look up to you the way you may look up to to someone else? And I'm sure you do that all the time, too. So why should you feel bad asking for people's time? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And that's something that I've, I've kind of learned to get past is just as I reach out to you, Jesse, or anyone in the future, like, how can I serve you? You know, and then, you know, the law of reciprocity, like how, how can we work together? The synergy, right? Like how can we create some synergy to help each other grow? And it's been fun. It's been really fun. And that's my point. Exactly. Like they may be able to help you with business or strategy or this or that. And you feel like what I've gotten from a lot of people that, that want to get themselves in a better room is like, they're like, I don't know what I have to offer or I have nothing to offer them. That's not true. What you're offering me is, is helping promote our product, teach people how to use our product with a video every single week. Like I'm very, very grateful for that. You're offering something that's a huge benefit to us. Mm-hmm. It's just what you're offering is going to be different. But if you really intend on finding value on helping them as they're going to help you, mm-hmm. you'll find a way to do it. It's just a different type of value. Yeah. That's cool, man. And that that go giver mentality you're talking about, game changer in the sense that like you you don't look at what can you take. It's like what from people, what can you give? And I think that's the right. way to live life. And that that's really cool. So yeah, we've been ha- I'm having a great conversation with you, but I kind of want to wrap it up and and ask you about this. This is really cool. I went to your office. That thing is slick, man. That office Thank is you. sweet. Let me let me ask you: when you were 18 or 16 or whatever younger did you believe did you envision that you were going to have such a cool office one day no i mean it took me a long time to really build my confidence so like i i mean i i didn't make more than three thousand dollars until i was 30 years old so i have a very unique journey i'm I'm 37 today and maybe it's like 28 years old not 30 uh but um i think my first six-figure year was i was my 30 30 was my first six-figure year and wow yeah um I guess when I was younger, everybody has hopes and dreams, but like, you know, it never became a reality until, as I said, I'll, I'll go right back to that room over and over and over again, is that room really did change how I thought, uh, gave me confidence. It showed me, uh, I've had a lot of mentors show me what it looks like to be successful. I wasn't, it all starts with the people that you're around and I wasn't around the right people. Once you get around the right people and you have the right intentions and you want to be successful like they do, or you want to be successful with them, they're, they're going to push and push and push. But like the people you're around every single day influence you more than anything, you know, you know, what is it? The, the law of the five people you're around the most or whatever. Right. That's so you're saying that's true. hundred percent. Oh, so true. So true. But my circles change and it's gotten much smaller because what a lot of people don't know and what holds them back is, uh, you, you do outgrow people. It doesn't mean that you have to hate them or talk down to them, but there's some people that you outgrow that shouldn't be a big part of your life anymore. And you can't feel bad for that because they're hindering your growth. If they're not willing to become a better person as you're becoming a better business person and just a better person in general and 
and self-developing, you can't feel guilty for that. And, and that was something that took me a little bit of time to get over. But I think that's one of the biggest struggles for a lot of people is, is understanding that you don't have to say they're bad or talk down to them. Just right. You have to just slowly push yourself away from them. And it's not that you can never see them, but they just can't be that influence in your life anymore that they once were or else they're going to hold you back with negativity or they're going to resent you or it's going to turn into a thing. And um, I've went through that. And now I understand that that's just a part of it. And I don't feel bad. And at the same time, I'm not going to talk ill or bad about them. I just, I'm in a different spot going a different direction. You are, but it doesn't mean I don't want to see you or never talk to you again. Yeah. It just means that we aren't where we once were. I mean, everyone's forever evolving good or bad. Yeah. And it's just the amount of time that you're willing to give that. Right. The amount of yeah. time that you're willing to give those people. So, man, that's this has been an awesome opening conversation. I appreciate your time, brother. And honestly, that office, again, it was slick when I went there. I wish I lived in Arizona so I could just hang out with you down there because that place is sweet. I was there and you, someone brought in donuts. And I was like, there's donuts here. This is sweet. Because I'm yeah, it's, yeah, I work in my it's office. It's a cool space. Yeah, dude, it's really cool. It's slick. It's it's like the Google kind of like how I would imagine Google to be, you know, like of the, you know, you know how it is. You're doing a great job, man. But anyway, hey, thanks a lot. I, we have some sweet comments coming in. I'm just going to show you at the bottom of the screen. We said, wow, guys, thanks for all this info, advice, and this conversation. Saludos. Saludos. This, he's from San Diego. Then we got uh, this guy saying, this is so great. Thanks so much. I, I, I'm streaming this on LinkedIn. We got Jacob Rosen. I, I barely get people from LinkedIn. So, hey, hey, thanks, nice. thanks for tuning in, brother. Um, What else? Everything is very convenient now with all in one. So they're talking about the, the yep. path. They love it. I'm glad. So, hey, yeah, guys, thanks for uh, tuning in. I mean, there's tons of people saying that Jesse is the man. Um, Love it. And yeah, you got fans and guys, if you don't have batch leads, there's no reason not to try it out. It's literally seven day free trial. Like it's a no brainer. You literally can Jesse, can't they just go and try it and then maybe pull some records and see how it works. And then it's, it's just like, why wouldn't yep. they do that? Right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Check it out. It's great. You know, someone will reach out, talk to you, see if it fits your business use case. And it's truly incredible product that would help people get, I mean, I'm talking tens of thousands of deals have been gotten by using our platform so it's, it's pretty cool well you got a bunch of fans in here let's go batch leads all right well hey man we'll chat again hopefully i'm gonna keep doing what i do i'm gonna keep producing you know showing people how to use batch and making those videos those thumbnails are hilarious by the way that <laughs> every time i see the video i'm like man they're just making me look funny but hey i love it it's probably i'm sure it's alex and eddie over there uh the the creative guys in the studio with me yeah they're having a good time all right man well hey again pretty uh pretty good time ha- chatting with you and uh if you need anything you know i'm there for you all right appreciate you brother okay see you guys bye everybody thank you